0: Um, I think being a woman means to me being involved in a really good community and having like a good circle of friends that I could rely on and be myself with and not feel like I have to kind of hide parts of myself for who I am, you know, and liking unicorns also. I really like unicorns. <laughs> uh, I guess being a woman to me is about having a nice community of um, people to be involved with. For example, um, I used to play boys' baseball, but I also played girls' baseball, and there was something special about having a community of women with similar goals and similar experiences in life. Um, but I also don't think about being a woman particularly um, unless it's the situation where being a woman stands out, and in those instances, I think about paving the way for other women in the future. to
1: be a woman.
0: I thought about this question and it was hard Um,
1: but I think like being a woman to me means like building on this community or like building on the shoulders of giants of women who have come before me and thinking about
0: their accomplishments and honoring their accomplishments by like for example voting and choosing to go to university
1: and like things like that Um, and also choosing to work actively every day This episode is dedicated to the little girl with a dream and the amazing woman with a mission to make the world a better place for them. Happy International Women's Day! Each week.
0: It is March sixth, and we are here with you with another episode of Brewing Thoughts here with you today as always it's me
1: Beza and it's Titi. Today we're doing an interesting, we're starting an interesting series which we're gonna call Her Story. We have an amazing individual here we, I'm gonna let talk about herself because this is us listening to her story and giving her a platform to share the experiences that brought her here.
0: Hi everyone um, I'm Faven, I'm a fourth year here at UChicago studying public policy I'm originally from Ethiopia. I'm pretty sure that's going to come up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to, we we can start wherever you want. Do you want to start from like you being back at Ethiopia and kind of like your experiences back in Ethiopia or do you want to talk about college and transition to America and transition to American college life?
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, I feel like if I start from when I was in Ethiopia, we could start
1: anywhere. (laughs) So that would, that would,
0: this podcast will last for hours (laughs) people want to listen to that Mm -hmm. so maybe you can start from you know me Mm -hmm. coming to college um well I came I went to an international school when I was in, in high school so transitioning to the U.S. was much easier than it is I think for most people or for most international students especially international students from Africa um but obviously there are Many challenges. I think most people understand that there are some cultural shocks associated with, you know, moving to a whole new country. Um, obviously, I got homesick a lot. Um, but I think those are things that you kind of get over with over time. I think the part of moving to the U.S. that I thought that I still haven't kind of, grap- that I'm mm-hmm. still grappling with is that I'm no long. I'm no longer there. Mm-hmm. Whereas my whole f- my whole family is there, so mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm. I haven't been able to. Kind of be a, a significant part of their lives, and that's still something that I'm thinking
1: about and grappling with. And just looking back at like in association, because you still keep in contact with your family mm-hmm, members back mm-hmm. home. So like now, four years after, do you f- what do you think is like the relationship dynamic between you and your family back home now versus like way back then? I think it's a very good question. I feel like every time
0: I go back home and I go, I try to go at least uh, once or twice a year. Um, I am a guest
1: at my, in my own <laughs>
0: home which is very odd i'm treated as a guest to my siblings well for the first couple of days my siblings treat me as a guest which is odd because we used to fight all the time um, and it i mean in some ways it's nice cuz i don't have to do chores but i think it also is not it does it, it's not the greatest feeling in the world when the people that you consider close to you and very close like very like that they you grew up with these people um, think that you are this outsider and Mm -hmm. you have to be treated as an outsider. Um, I think that has to do with the fact that, I mean, my life now is starkly different from what they're familiar with, right? Um, Even, so my uncles and aunts who went through college, you know, and like have done all that stuff, cannot understand what it means to be a college student in the US, what it means to, I don't for instance, like what it means to, you know, try and complete an essay or a paper that's due in like a week this, that mech- that same that mechanism does not exist in eth- mm-hmm. in the Ethiopian education system so I can't really like complain about all my all the deadlines this mm-hmm. week can't I can't complain about how hard winter quarter is because they can't relate and it's and I think and in a lot of ways it has contributed to how i to
1: to them seeing me as an outsider. How did you maintain that connection though with like your family members just because you don't want to like cause when you graduate I know that at some point your plan is like move back. You know how did you make sure that okay when you go back you're not just like, who are you again?
0: I mean I think these trips back home mm-hmm. help a lot because when I'm at home I am, at ho- I'm 100 at home. I'm inter- I'm spending my days like all my hours with my family, um which probably not bode well because I don't know if I have that many like peers peers that I'm like really close with in Ethiopia which is fine. But I'm really really close with my family and and i think that helps us kind of reestablish things like we go through my like f- gal my phone gallery and like t- go um, my pictures and see you know like, this is when I did this, and this is when I did this. And we do the same with them, too. They show me they show me the pictures they've taken in the past year and like kind of tell each other stories. Um that has really been helpful. We I think I kind of know what's been happening in their lives. Another way, for instance, I have a very I have a younger brother. he's six years younger than me, one way. and like sometimes we're on the phone and we kind of run out of things to talk about, which is like a little disappointing but then. <laughs> We start watching the same shows. Like I'm like, okay, let's start watching the same show, and we can talk about it. And I think that like, even though we're not really talking about anything that's s- anything substantial, it allows us to have this relationship because we're doing something, we're interacting with the same media, same entertainment, um, and that allows us to have conversations or continued
1: conversations. That is so smart. I have never thought about <laughs> doing that before. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually a way to keep up the conversation with people that are not living your life anymore. Yeah, cause yeah, because mm-hmm. I think shared,
0: like, this is a way for you to share an experience, Mm -hmm.
1: right? And I think that's
0: that's what you do with the people, like, physically present around you, too. You do things together. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a way of doing that even when you're, like,
1: Mm -hmm. thousands of miles away from each other. Wow. (laughs) Okay, so now moving back to, like, okay, so first year, it's your first, no, it's not your first time in America, but it's, like, your first time in college in America. Mm -hmm. And how did you navigate that space of, like, culture shock with, like, coming here And as well as like just settling down like a regular freshman and getting into the grind of things.
0: Yeah, I think, I don't know, I think about it and I'm like maybe first year wasn't too terrible because I was so excited to be here. I was so excited to try new things, so excited to join this RSO, that RSO, so excited to learn. Um, I did make the decision, and maybe this is a product of of a result of imposter syndrome, but... (laughs) My first quarter i made the decision to only take three classes and also not register for like for honors classes um so i took like i took calc 151 even though i had done ib math higher level i did gen chem even though i had done ib chem higher level um which meant that i was kind of having a like an easier time with academics and i think that gave me the that allowed me to kind of settle in much. Mm Like much easily, much more easily than a lot of people were able to. Um, I still tell people to do that, like take your first mm-hmm. quarter, kind of t- take it, take it easy. Like first quarter is for you to be able to like kind of figure out how things work. I was also lucky enough to, to I I was I met a lot of people who, um, a lot of Africans who moved to the US to go to U Chicago and they were very receptive and actually reached out to me to see like if I could have like just to have lunch mm-hmm. so they can just ask me questions about like oh like how are you doing what are you doing like do you have any questions and i think having those people um, as uh, having those people around me and being able to ask them random questions like where do i get my hair done um, is was, was quite helpful and quite important as i transitioned into the system
1: mm. So you seem like you've you figured everything. <laughs> like I'm the <to> most freshman. <laughs> you had everything down to the T right on like the first quarter. Do no. you think like? <laughs> do you think like anything? Maybe your experiences back home with like independence in any way kind of made you more mature than most people. I don't think that's
0: true.
1: <laughs> I maybe that's the perception, but I definitely don't have
0: everything together um not not now not my first year not the first the first quarter of my first year but I do think that like moving away from home and doing that a couple times and I think I going to an international school meant that I was also in a system that was very different from what my family was used to like doing that has prepared me for for the next step which was being even further away from home Mm -hmm. um and so in some ways I think I was I don't know i was lucky that i had already done it but also i was unlucky because i already i had to already do it kind of um but yeah like i don't think i had my i had, I had everything together my first
1: <laughs> but i was I was struggling so we have talked a little bit about academics so let's shift gears into like establishing relationships you mentioned rso's um how did you kind of navigate that and going For the past four years, how do you think that the way you established relationships with people kind of changed and evolved as you went on? Yeah, I think at least for me,
0: and especially at UChicago because of the housing system, Mm -hmm. it's kind of easy for people to meet people and like... Where house were you? I was in Kenwood in South. Mm -hmm. Oh, South. (laughs) Uh, South is the best dorm. (laughs) I would not argue. Yeah, I think like being in a house... Also, like with the people that reached out to me when I got here with the like, you know, students who were here in Chicago, like I was able to form a group of people that um, that I could like lean on and, you know, like build relationships with. In addition, I think like I was kind of pre-med and thinking about biology as a major when I first got here, which meant that I was taking like the same classes with the same people, which was helpful because then you're in these spaces where you can form friendships with people first quarter was also very interesting because I had realized and I think and like in retrospect I I know I I have now realized that everyone was looking to make friends like everyone was confused everyone was like oh my god I need to make friends my first quarter here because then I don't have I would not have friends which is not true Um, (laughs) but I think that helped foster like some sort of friendships and relationships and I think but I think what happens at least what happened after my second year is that I realized that a lot of my friends friendships were of convenience like I was friends with someone because they were just in the same spaces as I was and I had neither neither party had put an effort into building that relationship and so when I moved out of housing and when I started doing different things like I switched from you know that fully biology space to like now more you know kind of thinking about policy and business like when I made those switches I kind of lost a ton of friends but I think obviously when that happened that wasn't the most exciting thing ever like I didn't really enjoy the process but what I've learned is that I think I really need to put an effort to like choose people that I want in my life and that choose people that want me in their life and actually like put an effort to build those Mm -hmm. relationships it's not like I don't believe that yes studying together can foster some sort of um I don't know some sort of friendship, but I don't think that's enough. Like if you and I are studying together, great, we're spending time together, but we're not really spending time together. It only counts if we're actually talking to each other or we're sharing an experience. Um, and, and, and I think that we need to do a little bit more than that to do that. And I think that's something I have learned as I went through my U Chicago career. <coughs>
1: <laughs> as, as first years how many friends do you have <laughs> I was Zero. about to say that I was about to say that. I was like but it, because it, as first years most of the friends you meet are just like friends that you have in the same spaces yeah and so like, finding friends that share the same interests as you to where you're able to like okay let's go to this place and friends like ah oh, I'm actually interested in that it's, it's a little more difficult I would say I think so I think us. I mean I don't know I'm
0: not I'm not saying that you need these friends that are like that you have these very common interests with the first quarter of your first year, because you're not going to meet those people. It's going to take time for you to explore what's what's available in the university. Like go through go through some RSOs. Um, There are some RSOs you're going to try to join and you're going to not like them. So you're going to move on to the next one. Like you need to do that a couple of times before you meet your people, and but you will meet your people because this is a big school, and mm. there are very like there are a lot of different types of people.
1: I can disagree, but <laughs> <laughs> I usually think that you Chicago students are just like the same in like circles, and like, like as you walk around the circle, you meet the same person. And you're like, ah, I just saw you, like. The right. last yeah. revolution.
0: But okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for instance, like now they're having senior events, senior like events mm-hmm. for seniors and I would show up to those events and be like, There are so many people I have never seen before. Because we, we, we're in these different circles. Yes, there are these people that you will always see. You're the same major, you're doing the same There's thing. The same and then thing. there are these mm-hmm. other people that you will not never see because they're doing I don't know, I would never see people doing like visual arts and music and, and I think I'm I, I I've lost a little bit of the U chicago experience because of that, but I mean, I just, if I were doing music or visual arts, I would
1: actually know them. Mm-hmm. So, kind of moving forward into like your life as a senior. So, you your senior, you're kind of seen as like a, oh, you know, like oh, she's a senior, she made it. <laughs> Look, mom, she, she made, made, it, made it, it to the other side. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> side. I still have a couple months to go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you made it that far. Okay. So, how would you say you feel about your role now in leadership? Um, leadership roles you have now with your position as a senior on campus with someone that's looking into the future how do you like kind of redefine yourself how do you think you're getting redefined i
0: think especially now like now that i'm kind of like wrapping things up um one thing that i've been trying to kind of convey to people is that or like as someone who a lot of people who as as you said as a senior people kind of were like oh my god you've kind of made it through you, chicago you're almost at the end and i'm like yes but it was a struggle and i think a lot more people i, I would I, I think it would be great if a lot more people knew that even if things look if, even if it looks like things are going well they're not for everyone and i'm so happy i've made it to the end and i'm so happy i came here and like And and experienced things, but I think that one thing that I'm trying to do, and part of the reason I'm actually here, is to say that, like, yes, some people think, like, I've had conversations with people where they're like, oh my god, Faven, you've got everything together, you look, you're, I want to be you, and I'm like, no, you don't. (laughs) What you see on the outside is not, is not really, like, what my experience is, um. And I think that's, that's something that I try to, I'm trying to do more and more and, and see, see people, see, make sure that people see me as I fail as well um, so that they understand that, like, yes, we've all stumbled a couple times
1: before we got to this senior year. And
0: I'm not even done yet, so you are know. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Going into the space of, like, feminism and just being a woman in general, do you think that we talked a little bit and you mentioned how, you, in the beginning, before you finally got to this place, Where you had this realization that this is something you wanted to do, um, in the beginning you felt like you always had to like put on a facade and like carry things, put things inside when you're feeling that. Do you think that in any way that was kind of reinforced by your position as a woman in society, or or if it was, what experiences or particular memories do you have that kind of showed that? That's a very good question. Um, I don't
0: know. See, it's. It's a, very difficult to, it's a very difficult question to answer because i can't really tell you if i'm like if i built this facade because i am a woman and i feel like i need to look like i am put together in certain spaces or because i i i'm personally like that like i only have myself as a data point however and also i think like usually in these spaces i don't know if you've ever done like the identity wheel exercises like for in the, in most spaces, I don't think of the first identity that like I'm representing, at least is not that I am a woman, is that I'm black. Mm-hmm. Because in most spaces, I'm not the only woman, but I'm usually the only black person mm-hmm. in that room. And so as the only black person in that room, I cannot, I feel like I cannot mess up because mm-hmm. people will use that to generalize and be like, oh, we can't have a black person in this space. Like, Currently, I'm, like, my last year, I kind of, like, joined entrepreneurship circles Mm -hmm. and trying to, like, competing in different startup competitions and things like that. And I'm usually the only black person in the room. And I think in those spaces, there's that, like, added, like, there's this, like, voice in my head Mm -hmm. that's like, okay, like, this is a space where I have to succeed in
1: just to prove to Mm -hmm. people that I can succeed in these kind of spaces. And how do you carry that not burden particularly because I don't think it's a burden in any way but then how do you carry that responsibility responsibility of you representing your culture you representing your identity in spaces like do you think you behave a certain way like you think it's different from the way you would have behaved outside if you were just amongst people that were just your friends and you were just like having fun or people that you're actually more comfortable with or would you just because you feel like oh I'm representing this like and I need to represent them well I don't think I would have acted differently
0: per se it's just I'm just more anxious I <laughs> guess is a better way of mm-hmm. putting it like I would have done what is required to be successful in these spaces regardless of whether or not I was representing a specific group of people mm-hmm. but what ma- what's different is that in the back of my mind there's this additional voice telling me that I need to succeed for these
1: specific reasons so looking back to the past 22 years, do you have any defining <laughs> moments or any moments in your life that were so pivotal that you think would always, always be a story you would tell?
0: Perhaps not a story I would tell <laughs> now that I'm telling <laughs> it. Something that a lot of people don't know, and some people, the cl- people closest to me know this, but the summer between my second and third year, my mother pos- passed away and it was it was something that I didn't expect to happen. So it was very hard to kind of accept. And I think that has changed the way I perceive the way I live my life. Um, It has changed the way I perceive my relationships with people. And it has changed the way, it has changed my definition of success. Because I think before that I was very much like academic, like I need to do this, this, and this, these are the next steps. Like maybe I, I can put away like, I can, you know, put away creative interests or like social interests for a little bit until I graduated but I think post that I was like okay yeah I need to take care of myself like everyone needs to take care of themselves be it physically or mentally or in any other way you need to do it um that should be a number one priority and I think especially at a university like this it's very easy to forget that um when I hear that people don't sleep I'm like oh my god like it's okay you can get you know, you can just not submit that assignment. Just get some sleep. Like, don't, be pl- don't pull, like, three, four all-nighters in a row. That is not healthy. You're shaving yours off your life. Um, <laughs> but I, I understand, like, why f- people feel pressured to do that. I think, for me, like, it took going through something very difficult to realize, oh, my God, I need to take care of myself a little bit more. I need to, I need to value the people around me a little bit more because you never know. And I, think that was, I think that has really changed me and how I interact with people around me in the world I'm so sorry yeah, that. <laughs> um,
1: so right now what do you say brings you joy Like, and how would you describe your definition of joy oh, that's. I love that question <laughs> what is my definition
0: of joy I think I don't know but I can tell you what m- brings me joy I feel like being being surrounded by, like, people I love and people that love me is one of the things that brings me the most joy, and, and we could be doing the, like, most uneventful things and just realizing that, like, hey, like, if anything ever happens to me, I have people to lean on is one of the most wonderful things in the world. Um, I love, I also just love talking to strangers and learning that, you can say something to someone and make their day, and I think I love that. Like, being able to see that makes me really happy, um i think although a lot of these uh, that that the la the second example is actually very like it, it's not something that lasts right like you talk to someone you have a conversation with them and and then you move on they move on with their mm-hmm. lives like but i think like knowing that i am surrounded by loving people is one of the most wonderful things mm-hmm. and it will always be there like when i whenever i feel bad i'm like oh, i have all these people <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and am like third year was like the hardest year of my life because of all the, how happened between the second th- between in the summer prior to it and I had such wonderful people in my mm-hmm. life that were there through it all and like talking to me and would call and check up on me see mm-hmm. I'm o- if I'm okay see if I'm okay if I'm doing well people who like were like yeah Faven I had it took me how long like maybe four months between when I started mm-hmm. thinking about going to therapy and actually made the appointment to go see a therapist. And, and I think the end was, like, people saying, like, you know, like, that's a good idea. Like, being like, yeah, you should mm-hmm. do that. Or, like, hey, like, I've heard this person's really good. You should go see them. And and I think I, I, I value that a lot more because of that. And it brings me so much joy whenever mm-hmm. I see that that's present in my life.
1: Okay. So, so wrapping this up a little bit, if you could have a conversation with little you, what would you tell them right now? Um... whatever age little you is like 10 year old you 18 year old you 12 year old you see i know i know the response to this
0: question is supposed to be like me telling my old my younger self to like calm down or do some do something differently but i don't think i would change anything about the way i've lived my life just because it's all like i had to do all of that to get to where i am today like yes in some ways like I might have lived an unbalanced life before, but that has given me skills that I'm still using today. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just something that I need to rebalance now. Um, so I'm, I'm.
1: I feel like you know, just mm-hmm. do do you do what you're doing, mm-hmm. right? yeah, because it would bring us here. Yeah? yeah. So looking forward into the future, what are you hopeful? What are you hopeful for? What am I hopeful for? For myself, for the world, or <laughs> anything?
0: The world, not a lot, but um, <laughs> I don't. I I've gotten really dated in my last four years here, so. Um, Do you like you Chicago now? I, well I I mean I like you Chicago. I've always liked you Chicago. I mean I've I've met wonderful people. Sometimes I take the time to like. What if I went somewhere else and I'm like oh my god I wouldn't have met this person and this person and this mm-hmm. the list goes uh-huh. on and I'm like oh my god I'm so glad I came, mm-hmm. here. <laughs> um and 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 also just for like academic and career reasons I'm also very happy I'm here um but looking forward I'm I'm very excited about what I'm going to be be doing post-grad um I'm very I will be in Chicago for one year and then possibly moving to Kenya I'm very excited about the prospects of moving Mm -hmm. to Kenya (laughs) um I'm very excited uh about not being a student and Mm -hmm. just like living life Mm -hmm. without Mm -hmm. having to go to school I think that's a very different experience I like I last. My last summer internship was, like, I really enjoyed the last, my last summer, or the summer between my third and fourth year, just because I had some sort of a semblance of a balanced life, because mm-hmm. I would have a job, and then I would finish, close everything, and then go and have a life, and there mm-hmm. was no, like, there, there, there was a clear separation, there mm-hmm. was a clear light in between, and I don't think that exists when you're in school, so I'm excited for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm excited to, like, I guess... This is going to sound bad, but to work on things that matter. Because here you work, you spend a lot of time working on assignments. And yes, they're important because they do contribute to your grade. They do contribute to your education. But at the end of the day, if you don't submit them, the only thing that happens is you, you get a bad grade. Like, and that's not the end of the world, but I'm excited. <laughs> Thank uh, you even though it feels like <laughs> it's the end of the world, it really isn't <laughs> the end of the world. But, but yeah, like, I'm excited to work on things that have impact. Um, yeah, I think that's what
1: I'm excited about. I'm wow. Ex- yeah this was amazing (laughs) thank you so much for coming (laughs) thank you so much I'm so glad you got to tell your story I'm so glad we gave you the platform to tell your story and we're so excited to see you
0: thank you thank you I I think this is a wonderful idea I feel like I would I love hearing stories about ordinary people because I feel like it gives you insight into like other people's lives and it makes it it reinforces what you're doing and I'm glad i really was able to do this thank, thank you yeah. so much oh. thank you even.
1: thank you for opening up as well. uh, thank you for opening <laughs> up yes you're the perfect person to start <laughs>